Good day, good day, good day. This is Copy Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today. We're uh, approaching the third week of Advent. Yes. This weekend, gonna gonna light the, the pink, or I'm sorry, the rose, <laughs> the rose candle, right? Yeah, I mean, it's those times we live for to wear rose vestments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all deacons have here is a, ro- a rose stole. I don't think we have a rose dalmatic. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, next year we gotta we gotta get ready. Yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> I'm. Is, this is Gaudete oh, Sunday. Yeah, I was gonna say, why is it pink? Because uh, it's uh, yeah, third week of of Advent. Because it's we're getting close. We're 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 rounding the third corner, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's extra extra joy, you know. There's a joy, you know. We're anticipating an Advent, and there's a, there's some extra joy. So, so we, I guess, you know, purple is kind of a more sad morning color. Yeah, morning and as in morning, not as in like the morning, but as in like you are you are morning. Well, in Lent it's morning. Yeah. So pe- but, penance and fasting and and, and I think things. in Advent we're looking at um, a people in darkness will see a great light. So in the morning, right? Well, like, that's true. In the very, like very early morning, morning. Mm-hmm. the sky is kind of like that purplish, and it gets lighter purple and lighter purple, and then it kind of gets pink, and the sun comes up. That's true. Well, hey, so, uh, there you go. I learned. I learned something today. People, you know, sometimes being an old guy helps. So, <laughs> <laughs> the people in darkness will see a great light, and hopefully, we'll see a great light in our lives. Yeah. So, so we on this third third week, we have pink, pink or rose. So it's kind of a more of a joyful color. So. Um, what, Laetari Sunday is it? What's Laetari Sunday? Is that Lent? Is that, is that in Lent? I think so. I think that's in Lent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused on what time of year it is. And yeah, that's, I don't know how many times either I or somebody else has said this Advent that it's Lent. Mm-hmm. It's like, oops, no, only yeah. Advent. <laughs> yeah, a little shorter, so, a couple weeks shorter. Busted Halo used a really good line that Advent is like cleaning your house for a guest. Mm-hmm. And Lent is like cleaning your house with spring cleaning, like a deep cleaning. Yeah, which I thought was pretty profound. You yeah, know? and it also points out that you know it's more than just Lent that we can do cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if we wait one yeah, time a year to yeah. clean, if we wait one time a year to clean our house, you know, it it's takes a get, lot yeah. more work. You know, mm-hmm. and and we're more easily not going to do it because. <laughs> We got uh, more than more than dust bunnies, you know, going. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, my 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 pastor, uh, Father Blind, down my home parish in uh, in Akron, St. Francis of Sales, he he kind of instilled that in me over my years of high school and college. That it's not just Lent, but like he would ask me, like, so what are you doing for Advent? What's what's your, your what's your focus? You know, because mm-hmm. we can be so focused on the holidays. But you know, it was good because it really kind of kind of brought to my attention that it's like, yeah, I mean, each season of our year, whether it's ordinary time, whether it's Advent, whether it's Lent, you know, no matter what it is, we can have some kind of focus. God is moving in some way in our lives and wants to draw us to himself. So, you know, we could and should, you know, have something we're doing, you know, we're attentive to uh, in each in each season. So, so I was, I was grateful for that. Very cool. But... Anything, anything fun going on lately? Um, we're gearing up for Christmas. We got the Christmas lights up in the yep. office. And they're still, and... they're still pumping lights. You got a compliment, by the way. Uh, oh, really? I was walking outside and, and somebody 
somebody asked, is that your office? And I was like, and shame, I said, no. I still got a couple more strands of lights. If you yeah, want. I know. I, I was like, I got to top them somehow. I got to put a, a tree in my window or something. I thought Jeremy used to have them hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it was like, was, I'm not Was going. Father Jeremy hanging from the ceiling? No, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, they looked really cool, but it looked like way too much work. Yeah. So yeah. I just put them on the windows. And then I saw they're decorating the office outside. Yep, the they're, office they're putting up the tree. So we we paused our recording for a little bit because there was uh, all kinds of all kinds of fun construction going yeah, on. Putting the tree up, but yeah, I had a fun thing last last weekend. So our Boy Scout troop here at the parish. I've been kind of involved with them in different ways, you know, because mm-hmm. we've talked about Boy Scouts and different things. They went out to Cleveland to this place called Rays. It's a indoor uh, indoor mountain bike park. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know they had those. It, it's a thing. So. Oh, how cool! Just in Cleveland, really. I think it's it's kind of I mean, there's people from all over the country that that come to it. Uh huh. It's this huge warehouse with all these b- different rooms, um, and then they have different trails and ramps and rocks and and all kinds of stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of workout. So it's like an old warehouse. Or? Yeah, it's an old warehouse. So they were. Wow. Uh, I've actually I've gone a couple times. And, and they truck in dirt and no, so it's it's all wood. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, it's all wood structures and, and the ramps and everything. And then the rocks are kind of you know they're fabricated. They're not. Oh, that's good. They're not real, um, real rocks. But there's you know there's little little paths you can you know ride over and and there's little hills called they're little pump hills is what they're called. So they're just little hills that you kind of you use your your legs and your arms to kind of gain speed. As you're going over the little hills, kind of like moguls. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then, but then there's bank turns, and so. But it's the idea that you don't have to pedal, but you just kind of use your your body and your momentum to kind of make it through the whole course. Wow. So and it's it, it'll get you. <laughs> it's, Is it a BYOB? Um, Bring your own bike. No, no, you can you can rent. Uh, you can rent. And actually, I, I I I like running because then you don't have to like fix your bike when it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just you can, you can you can just you can just hand it to him and go, hey, it broke. <laughs> I had a lot of fun out there, but uh, yeah, imagine it would put a lot of stress on your bike. Yeah, yeah, especially mm-hmm. if you land the wrong way, and <laughs> so it would be more of a mountain bike than like a street bike. Mm-hmm. You can you can take a, a a BMX bike kind of things. If I had known about this place when I was a kid, I would have just like you know screamed because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like little kid dirt right bike ramp heaven yeah i've so. never heard it. it's called rays 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 in cleveland so, well maybe we'll maybe staff put a link on it staff uh, outing we'll, we'll go oh, yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> so but it'd be, it'd be it'd be fun you know i think so but all right well let's let's get to the point here so we today we're going to talk about we're going to do a follow-up conversation from what we did last time which is on uh well, last time we talked about truth and and how is the Bible true, right? And what 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 did we say generally, uh, Deacon Bob? That the Bible explains truth in a lot of different ways, right? In a lot of different literatures mm-hmm. or genres. Yeah. So as Catholics, we believe that truth exists. Uh, it's not just whatever truth we want to be, but we have truth, and the Bible is revealed truth. That that God revealed these these stories, the at least the truths that are found in the stories to us, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament. And there's all, right, the Bible is a library of truths, that, mm-hmm. that each book is kind of telling us something different, and it's doing it in a different way. And you would, and so when you go to a library, you read a science book as you would read a science book. You read a poetry book as you would a poetry book. You read a, a fantasy book as you would read a fantasy book. You know, so... 
how you read something is uh, is important because the author is trying to convey something to you in a certain way. Uh, a scientist is trying to tell you brute facts. You know, like, it's this, then this, then this, then this. Uh, a poet is trying to tell you something about what is love or and what is forgiveness or what is, you know, and, so, and it's doing it in a very imaginative way. And it's just, they're very different, right? Yeah, and I think um, if going outside and looking at a tree or some beautiful landscape, people could write uh, poetry about that mm -hmm. or, or a person who's really good at gardening could go in and tell you all the different kind of plants. But they're all trying to look at that truth from a different aspect. Right. You know, and they're all saying the same, explaining the same truth, only they're doing it in different ways. Right, right. And the general truth of the scriptures is that um, we are created by God out of love and that we're, we're saved by Jesus. Jesus is, the Bible doesn't make full sense without Jesus uh, and that we're returning to him in love, you know. There's, when I was little, there was this thing called the Baltimore Catechism, mm -hmm. which I'm not very good at memorizing things. So no. I only got the first question. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think it was the that's most important Probably one. an important one. And it was, why did God make us? And the answer was really simple, to know, to love, and to serve God. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that pretty much is what scripture is all about, that God made us to know God, to love God, and also our neighbor, and to do loving acts of kindness to everybody that we see mm -hmm. yeah yeah you gotta you gotta, you gotta have the foundation right you gotta have the right the right first step um because that's gonna really decide a lot of other things mm -hmm. and i think that's why scripture starts off with genesis right like why were we made or right right so the bible is true in all kinds of ways and it depends on what we're looking at uh, to know it's uh, it's true so the question we have uh today uh comes from annie and it's a question on uh, on Adam and Eve. So it comes from the first uh, two books of, of the Bible called mm -hmm. Genesis. So here is Annie's question. My name is Annie Steve, and I was wondering if people actually believe that Adam and Eve were like real or if it's just biblical truth, not fact. Okay, great question, Annie. Uh, it's a really good question. And I think we're, we want to answer that question. So you know, is, was Adam and Eve real, uh, or is it just kind of uh, a biblical truth? But before we answer that question, we have to talk about maybe just uh, some other things too, in relation to our topic last week, which is um, uh, which is good even for us to highlight because you know sometimes we have a question, and but we need context, you know, to the question. You know, there are a lot of times, especially when it comes to questions of faith and. Uh, things that are kind of mysterious, you know, we need to have some other conversations first to understand some other things, and then we can understand, you know, the picture uh, of the answer uh, later, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you could take a whole semester course, Annie, in probably just the Book of Genesis, um, where the creation stories are found. And so, for us to answer something in twenty minutes is going to be kind of difficult, but we're going to do our best. Yeah. So here goes. So off of our conversation last time, you know, the Bible is true. Um, now, it may not necessarily be um, factually or, or literally true, um, depending on what we're, what, we're trying, uh, what we're trying to look at. And I think Deacon Bob mentioned last time that Genesis, which is the story of our, our creation, uh, actually there, there's two different stories. 
Genesis 1 has one account of creation, uh, and Genesis 2 has uh, another account of, uh, of creation. So Genesis 1, we know probably very well. It's the, the, the story of the seven days of creation, mm -hmm. right? So there was form and void, so there, there wasn't anything. But God created out of nothing. You know, he, he created the, um, the, the sun and the stars, uh, the moon, um, the land and the seas, the creatures. You know, each day is a successive building of, of the universe. And then at the end of that seven days of creation, we have uh, the creation of, uh, of, of man and woman, uh, of, of Adam and Eve. And, you know, at, you know the, this story was likely around for a very long time. Well, it was around for a very long time before it was written down. Mm -hmm. um, again, we believe this was revealed to human beings. You know, they, they didn't have science at this time. You know, science as we know it hasn't existed in the world except for, you know, the past couple hundred years or so. So we've learned a lot uh, in the time that we, that we have. But this story is trying to tell us uh, a deep truth about just creation. That it is ordered, that there's, a, there, you know, there's, there's an ordering to creation. Uh, and we, we know that even on a, you know, now, because of science, even on a molecular level, you mm -hmm. know, that there's a certain organization to reality that just makes sense and it works together. And then we, we learn that you know, creation is good. You know, each day God creates things. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And then you get to the creation of, of man and woman, Adam and Eve, uh, and it's not just good, but it's very good. You know that Adam and Eve are the, the height of God's creation. That um, that we are the crowning jewel of everything that exists in the world. There's nothing more important than human beings. So that and then and then on the and then and then God rested after His mm -hmm. work. You know. So that we're meant to work as human beings, and there's something good about that. But then we're also meant to rest. So these are some of the truths that Genesis one is trying trying to teach us. Mm -hmm. That it's ordered. That God created from chaos, and causes order, and that people are the very climax of of their creation. Right. Right. And then the second story, <clears throat> it talks about how God created Adam relatively early in in the creation account. And God kind of gives Adam all these different um, uh, creatures and plants and all the things, all the things of nature, and says, "Here, you name them, yeah. you know, and take good care of them." Yeah. And and God sees that Adam's kind of lonely, mm -hmm. you know, and He says that it's not good for for man or Adam to be by himself. And the word Adam means man, like human, mm -hmm. like or human being. out of human being or out of the ground I created you mm -hmm. and so then Adam goes into a deep sleep and God takes a rib from Adam and creates Eve and the word, word woman means out of her man she was formed mm -hmm. that God knows from the very beginning it's not good for us to be alone yeah. that God created us out of love and wants us to love other people right yeah, so the Genesis two is, is is a different kind of telling of creation. Mm -hmm. um, it's not exactly consistent, you know, with the first one, but they're both true because they're both they're telling us different truths about what it means to be uh, a human being. So we talked about the Bible not having error in it. Mm -hmm. So although the stories look a little different, I'm gonna go back to my grandparents. My grandpa could tell a story, 
and the details would be a little bit different than grandma's version of this story. Right. And they were both there and they're both accurate. It's just sometimes different things were out of uh, order or mm -hmm. the numbers of things were different, but they were both there and they're trying to share a truth. Yeah. Yeah. So Bible's true. Genesis and true. Genesis is, is true. Just what kind of truth is it trying to tell us? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily trying to tell us a literal play-by-play, -play, this is how the mm -hmm. world began kind of truth, right? The writers of these stories, those who pass these stories on uh, verbally, that's not, the, that's not the kind of story they were trying to tell. Didn't they have like ring doorbells back then or like, yeah. you know, like webcams? They did not they have could... smartphones. No? Uh, they did not have, uh, did not record everything, you know, video wise. No. And I think sometimes that's what gets us in trouble is we think, oh, well, there must have been some kind of video proof of this. Right. And it's, and even when there's video proof, people look at the video differently and see different things. Right. So, right. um, Hopefully that helps with that whole error idea that it's not wrong. It's just a different way of telling the same truth. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and as, as Catholics, just to say generally, we're not fundamentalists. So What does that mean? Uh, right. So to, cl to clarify, being a fundamentalist uh, is, is means that we are a people who approaches the Bible literally. That everything literally and historically, play-by-play -play kind of way, uh, happened in the scriptures. Um, Pope Benedict XVI um, actually call, you know, called um, literalism or kind of, you know, this kind of way of reading the, reading the scriptures as a kind of slavery, actually, because, you know, it, it confines us to only looking at the Bible in one way. But if we can notice other ways of reading the Bible, it kind of brings us even more meaning to it and can kind of tell it, it can tell us more things that are true. Uh, and I think there's two ends of the spectrum. The one end of the spectrum is... I believe everything the Bible says is true, which then gets you in trouble because literally. some of the numbers don't always add up. Right. The other end of the spectrum would be everything is just a story. None of it really everything, happened. Everything's kind of just biblical. And I think, um, you know, Annie, the, the question of biblical truth is kind of like, well, it's true in the Bible, but it didn't happen in reality. Well, there are things, there have to be things that happen literally. I mean, Jesus lived, you know, mm -hmm. he died and he rose from the dead. That literally happened. And I think for a long time, when I was little, Noah's Ark was just seen as like this big story that, you know, could never happen. Mm -hmm. Until you look at some of the ancient stories that a lot of the ancient cultures had flood stories. Right. You know, that there was this huge flood, but it was God who saved his people out of love. Right. Um, so, and now they think they found like where the Ark might be. So some things sound like they were made up, but they're really not. You know, as science keeps understanding things better, mm -hmm. I think we're going to find a lot more of the specifics of the Bible were true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Science has given us a lot, uh, has, has deepened our understanding mm -hmm. of, of who we are and, and also the scriptures as well. And, and the reality is people existed. They looked at things that happened uh, and they saw God in it, you know, and they wrote down stories that conveyed the truth of what they saw and encountered and what God was speaking to them. And uh, yeah, and so that's the Bible. Okay, so to go to our question, uh, finally, uh, you know, we have, um, you know, Adam and Eve, are they historically true? And I think this is to where, to, to say that this is where as, as Catholic Christians, we believe in faith and science, that we are a people of uh, faith and reason. Uh, we can believe both that the creation stories are true, 
not necessarily in a literal play-by-play way, but they tell us deep truths about God and, our, and, and us uh, and what it means to be a human being. And we can also hold evolution as true. You know, that the evolutionary process is a reality that has unfolded throughout the course of, of world history for, you know, bil- millions and billions of years. You know, the world has always been evolving. And humanity is a part of that evolution. Now, it's very interesting. I've uh, been look, doing a little bit of study on, on, uh, on this process and that in Africa, around, the year, around uh, 100,000 B.C., there we're discovering that human beings were were kind of formed in Africa. Uh, that that genetically uh, and evolutionarily, there it's actually believed that one man and one woman came from uh, came from Africa. That and this was like two hundred thousand years ago. There was creatures that kind of looked like human beings, mm-hmm. but you know they kind of you know they looked like us. They may have acted in some in some ways, but around one hundred thousand BC all of a sudden you had these beings that had culture and you know drew cave paintings and so which means they told stories they could think on a different level that was not possible before they had a human soul is what we would what we would call it and this happening uh, that happened that we're discovering the, you know human beings in the evolutionary process that's that didn't just happen you know just by evolution, we believe that you know God worked in the process of evolution to bring about human beings. You know, because to go from non-human being to human being is like an infinite jump. Mm-hmm. They actually they actually call this phenomenon the great leap forward. You know, to go from non-thinking rational, you know, non-rational being to a rational being. Um, yeah. It had to be an act, a miracle, an act, an act of God for that to happen, and then that event set a lot of things in motion uh, from there. Yeah, and I think as long as we understand that evolution, somewhere in the line, God gives people a soul. That's the most important thing to remember. Right. Um, so, Annie, I don't know if that helps your question or not. It's, yeah. You know. So, uh, so to so say, so we believe in science, we believe in evolution, and that. We're finding that it's very plausible uh, that this this is true mm-hmm. uh, that one 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 man and one woman um, started you know the human race. Now to say to to answer the question, you know, was Adam and Eve real? Um, yes, they did exist, but they didn't necessarily exist exactly in you know the way that the Bible you know tells us. So it's uh, it's it's a it's a both and you know. Uh, yes, it's true, but it's not necessarily true in the way we exactly imagine it. Yeah, and Annie, if you keep reading in Genesis a little bit farther, um, it talks about the land of Nod, or the land of the nomads, that Cain and his wife go off to the land of Nod. Um, so could it be, and this is only speculation, could it be that God also created other groups of people besides Adam and Eve? At a um, later time or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but the Bible really isn't meant to tell us that. All it's meant to tell us is God created all of us in his image and likeness, and we're called to love each other because we're all created in God's image and likeness. Mm-hmm. That you're not an accident, that you're not you know, derived from monkeys, and it was all a big accident. Right. That God loved us and created us 
to love other people and to mm-hmm. love God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great question, big question. And again, like the last podcast, maybe this discussion you know brought up more questions you have, uh, which is a good thing. Keep asking the questions, and you know even if this wasn't a maybe completely satisfactory answer, um, yeah, there's there's more to know. And and while some things are going to be mystery, we're not going to know them completely. We we can know a, a great deal. So keep uh, keep looking up uh, about Genesis and Adam and Eve. Um, that's they they did in fact exist, you know. And insofar as we're here now, so we had to come from somewhere, but you know, but the Bible tells us a different kind of truth about you know who who we are and all that. So, and Annie, if you read the footnotes to the creation stories in the Bible, um, I think that helps explain a little bit deeper some of the stories that you'll see in the scriptures. Right. Right. So, all right. Well, that was an in-depth one. Uh, in-depth conversation. We have, we have a lot of caffeine in our coffees. Yeah, <laughs> this, I feel this, like we're on speed today. This, this, like, this morning, so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But well, hey, uh, we'll we'll wrap it up in prayer and give it all to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we praise you for the gift of this day. Thanks and praise for the gift of the Scriptures of the Bible, of all that you have revealed to us uh, about ourselves, uh, that we are created by you out of love, that we are saved by you, saved by your Son Jesus. And we're destined uh, for eternal happiness with you. We ask you to be with us this morning in our conversation. We ask you to be in our questions. May you continue to inspire us, uh, inspire within us curiosity and and wonder about who we are and and all that you want to reveal to us. Keep us safe on our journey and bless us this Advent that we may come to know more deeply your Son, Jesus, who you have gifted to all of us uh, through faith. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Father, Son. Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All right, everybody, have a breath, uh, have a blessed day. Uh, no matter what you're up to, and and uh, have fun. And have a great, joyful third Sunday of Advent. And ask God to help you as you read the scriptures and the footnotes. God amen. bless everybody. Rejoice.